0: Okay, turn it up, turn up the turnip. Yeah. You, speaking of turnips, have you ever, did you eat turnips growing up?
1: Uh, no, but I feel like they're, aren't they like a root vegetable? My dad yeah. loves root vegetables, like potatoes. Mm. And he's Irish, like that's all they <laughs> eat. So he's like, I love a good rutabaga, <laughs> which never, I have no idea what the fuck that is. No, I've never had a rutabaga. A, I think it's a root vegetable as well. I've
0: never had a tuna, turnip. I've had a radish and I think those are gross. Yeah. Is that like the same? Do you think a turnip is like a potato oh, I radish? <laughs> I feel like a, yes,
1: it's a potato radish. I think a radish is in the carrot family, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Now i i not got to Google this stuff. I don't fucking know. Look. What's up, y'all? Don't come to us for answers, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, what Jay. is going on? It's Jill Coleman, and we are your uh, really intelligent hosts. Um, so today, we're going to have some fun. Yes. We, um, so I'll give a little backstory. Um, I got these, I don't know why I got these. I think I got them for like a, uh, like a secret Santa or maybe some stocking stuffers mm. for some people at Christmas. And essentially, and we'll, we'll link the name of the, I guess it's, oh, it's, here's the, I think we've mentioned these before. They're these relationship cards. There's like a deck of cards. So it's like 52 cards. There's a couple different versions of them. I got them off Amazon. You can go to S-O, cards.org s-o-cards.org. Um, and it's basically like S-O, like as in so and like you're about to ask a question. Mm. So they're just conversation cards and they have a deck that's like more of a romantic deck and they have a deck that's more of like a friend, fun conversation deck. And as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we like to just dish on shit. So I bought these for some people in our family. I bought some for Danny and some of my other friends at Christmas time. And so Keith and I have been going through them and it's fun. So the, ro- the romance cards are a little little bit juicier they're like ooh, like I don't know one question would be like you know where do you like it best like where on your body do you like me to touch you or something like it's kind of like fun like maybe questions like you wouldn't necessarily just ask randomly to your partner maybe you would but it's also ones that you maybe didn't think to ask so those have been fun And Keith isn't, like, super on board with it. He's not, but he'll do it because he knows, like, it's important to me. I'm like, ooh, let's do a couple cards. But it's fun because you don't have to do the entire deck. Yeah. You can literally be like, hey, let's do five each. Yeah. Or something like that. So that's what we've been doing, especially on, like, our road trips and, like, when we're staying at Airbnbs. It's kind of like nothing to do at night. So I thought it would be fun today for Danny and I not to do the romantic ones, but to do the other ones, which are also kind of fun. Questions about relationships and life and growing up and things like that. Um um, and so I'm going to surprise Danny with a couple of them. Yes. And she's going to be able to answer them and I'll answer them too. But I want <laughs> you guys to answer them too. These are really fun questions. Yeah. And if you're here and you're listening to this, chances are you are someone who is introspective. You are someone who is uh, self-aware. And you're probably interested in understanding more about you as a person. So these are always just fun things. You don't have to write them down. You can just think about it for yourself. And we will dish on them as well. Yep. So and ask your you, partner. yes and you can also ask these to your partner but go ahead and get the cards they're fun uh no affiliate link maybe we'll have an affiliate link on uh, amazon make some money we'll make two Uh, cents a card so i'm gonna give you a couple questions here you ready i'm ready all right do you believe chemistry is inherent or is it something you can develop over time Mm, i think both Okay. Yeah, I think for sure. Cause I mean, we've, I've been, when we
0: were dating, there's certain people you're just like, you hit it off with and you don't know, there's nothing, you don't know why, there's some kind of electricity. But I do think you can build it. I think there's been relationships that I've had where maybe I didn't think there was much off the bat, but as we got to know each other, and I don't know. We got to know each other. We got to hang around each other. Like it kind of brought some electricity, but
1: really, I don't know. I'm trying to think about like if I've ever had a relationship like that that started out more like as friends. I mean, I guess Keith and I started out more as friends, but yeah. You think it's all inherent? I don't think it's what is it? Like, what
0: is it that makes chemistry anyway?
1: Well, so actually, there's a lot of research on, like, smell, like, mm. in your partner's smell. Mm-hmm. And Keith actually told me this story, and um, I'm sure he would be okay with me talking. He didn't tell me who it was, but he said when he was dating, um, he was... He went on a few dates with this chick, but they didn't really like, you know, kiss or hook up or anything. He's like, we went out a couple times like casual. And then like this one time, like she invited me to her place and we like cooked dinner together and it was like fun. And he was like, you know, everything was kind of like lining up to like hook up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we started making out and he goes, she had the worst breath oh, no.
0: <laughs> ever.
1: He was like, uh, honestly I seriously and this is like a big deal like you yeah. know like I feel bad and I was like I was like I wonder if she had like an eating disorder or something yeah. like a lot of times you know especially if someone like vomits a lot they yeah. just have like that deep down in their stomach sort yeah. of issue and I mean I'm not I don't mean to like make light of it because it's obviously a serious issue but um he said I literally just packed up and left <sighs> and never spoke to her again and I'm like, I think I would do the same actually, yeah. you know, where you're like, yeah, there's this person like really cool and whatever, but like, if it's a smell thing, you might not be able to get over it. And mm-hmm. like as animals, right? Like we definitely have a scent. And then how many times you've been with someone you're like, you just... Even if their scent is like a nothing, mm-hmm. you just like their, the smell of them. You just it reminds you of something, or you know, you just like because Keith doesn't wear <laughs> he doesn't wear deodorant, but I just love his natural smell, you mm-hmm. know. And so I don't know. I think there is like a chemistry. There's, I mean, there's something I I can't
0: explain why some people you just hit it off with, even if it doesn't make sense. Like I remember going on some dates with some guys where we wouldn't even have much conversation, but there was already some chemistry there. Yeah. You're yeah. just like, you don't even know much about me. I don't know much about you, but this is already so easy. This is feels good. You're like kind of flirty and vibey and it's just going, but I, I do think you can build some of that. And I don't know if it's ever the same though. I think if you don't have it right off the bat, I don't know if you could build it to the point of someone that you just naturally have it with. But I think you can build it because, the reason why I say that is because I think sometimes it's lost over time. So I think in relationships, you can have so much chemistry at the beginning and then just over time and, you know, life happens, like you're married to someone for decades. And I think that chemistry kind of fades and I think you could bring it back. So that's kind of why I think you could bring, so I think you can kind of create it, but... I don't know. I definitely think there's stuff off the bat. The, the smell thing, the breath thing, is, it's so hard because I remember a guy yeah. I used to work with, he had horrible halitosis and he yeah. was the sweetest guy. Not super attractive, but very like just kind. And I remember thinking, gosh, I feel so bad for him because even just standing a few feet away from him, yeah. his breath was like uh, like a toilet or yeah. something. And I was like, man, that's like a medical issue that totally. that Totally. would suck because somebody can be amazing, but you don't
1: yeah like, like you like gotta be close you're to making someone. out with them and yeah. your mouth is
0: touching their mouth you're like no
1: I remember I um hooked up with this guy in like junior high school we just kissed and we were making out and he had just smoked a cigarette yes and I was like I can't never like no offense if you're listening to this and you're a smoker but like that's a real thing yeah I don't know but I so yeah I think I don't know. I, I have not personally had the experience where mm. it grew over time. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've definitely had the other experience where like all we have is chemistry yeah. and that's sort of like, you know, that's yeah. definitely a red flag yeah. where it's like, yeah, we have amazing sex and nothing, nothing else. else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that could be its own sort of drug, it you know? true. It's so true. It yeah. is. It's interesting. Okay. Next question. Have you ever had to break up with a friend and what was the reason? Oh,
0: yeah. we I did an episode on this even. Where we, ca- we talked about it. I don't know if it was a whole episode, but my breakup with my business partner, the Sweaty Buddies, Aubrey. And actually, it was cool. She just reposted a 10-year photo on the Stories the other day, and I reposted it. And it was funny because I replied to it, and I said, I missed... I said, I loved us. And she goes, I loved us too. I'm so sorry. I was stupid. And I was like, I was stupid too. Mm. But we just went, you know, we had a business partnership. She was going through personal things. We were both just doing some shit. And we literally had to break up. And literally, we had to break up on paper because we had a business together. Yep. And I remember she sent me the documents in the mail that said, the sweaty Betty's divorce. And it felt like a divorce. It felt like a breakup because we were such good friends. I moved into her house, you yeah. know. So it was a huge but that was like a real breakup. I think that's the only one I could think of. I've had many other friends over the years where it's just been kind of like a slow fade out. Like maybe like your best friend from high school, my best friend from high school, Nicole, she's been my best friend. I would even say she's my best friend, but I haven't, I talked to her like once a year, maybe on yeah. like her kid's birthday or her birthday. I'll text her, but we're still friends, but we don't talk. It just yep. was like a slow fade. So, but
1: for sure that one time. For yeah. sure that was a breakup. You know what? It's funny because I actually have, um, I know someone who does exit interviews for friends.
0: Whoa. It's like
1: very official. It's like, hey, we need to have a conversation about why we're no, no longer going to be friends moving forward and here's why. Whoa. It's, it is is intense. I've never done that. I don't think I've even had- Don't like, ever throw official. that on me.
0: If we ever just like become not friends, if I like have to do an interview to not be your friend anymore, I'll be like, <laughs> no, we're not friends and I'm not doing your stupid interview. <laughs>
1: let's talk about why you're no longer welcome here in my life. It's weird, but yeah, I mean, you know, everyone has their own process. I agree with you. I've never had, um, I mean, you know, you have those breakups and when you're a kid and you're like, we're not friends anymore Mm. and like whatever. But you know, when there's weird things that happens as you get older, but I do think that for me, there's definitely been people in my life that we've just sort of phased out mostly because we just don't have anything in common anymore. Yeah, And it's not that they're bad or I'm bad or, you know, they're good and I'm not. It's like, And I look around now even, and I'm not sure if you guys are listening to this, maybe this is your experience as well you tend to just surround yourself with people who have similar lifestyles as you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, everyone has a different lifestyle. I think as an entrepreneur, Danny and I, we tend to be friends with more people who are also entrepreneurs because it's a different lifestyle. It's a, you know, we're working all the time. We're traveling to events. Like, you know, there just is a lot more, I don't want to say freedom because you can obviously be an entrepreneur and be, you know, have mom, be a mom and have kids and do all those things. But, I think the way that we live is um, just different. So I think I look around and my best friends are pretty much all entrepreneurs and my best friends pretty much are all child free, Mm. you know, and it's nothing against moms. And I, I am really close with a lot of moms and most of my clients are moms, but I would say that from just a lifestyle perspective, sometimes it can be a little bit hard. I mean, you and I both like to travel quite a bit and it's not that moms can't travel, but you know, the kids are in school and they have to stay and there's childcare considerations and things like that. And if you're listening to this and you are a mom, chances are you are mostly friends with moms. Yeah. You know, there's always that weird, I don't say it's weird, it can be a little bit awkward, that moment where you are someone who doesn't have kids and you find yourself in a situation where you're just around all parents and you're like, this is great, but also they want to talk about their kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't love and care about their kids, but there's no context. It's like, it's like for me to talk about my dog to someone who doesn't, doesn't have, have a dog have yeah. or doesn't want a dog or isn't a dog person. Yeah. Cause you and I will sit here. We're, so we're at my house now and like Pip's right here, Beezy's right here. And we're constantly like, look at this thing on her paw. Where'd she get that? <laughs> oh, the other day she was doing this thing. Anyone who's not a dog person would find this the most boring conversation ever. And I remember, and I try to remember that when I do talk to people who don't have dogs or aren't dog people. I'm like, I know this is boring as fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's no context. Yes. You know? So it's not that I don't care that your, you know, son or daughter won their soccer game. It's just like, I don't, is that good? I don't know. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that it's a breakup. I just think there's always going to be a little bit of space there because you don't have a similar lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I've had many of those, like just...
0: We we were good friends, and they just we slowly grew apart, or just you know moved, or had different things in life happen. But definitely had the one for sure breakup line in the sand. That was a, that was definitely a friendship breakup.
1: One uh, of the breaks I will say is um and, and not like sp- specifically, but because I've been doing Jill Fit for what almost twelve years now. And I've been pretty steadfast in my business in terms of like, I do fitness and I do business. And that's pretty much been it. I've seen a lot of people who are entrepreneur friends of me change their trajectory. They've gone into different things. Like, so for example, at one point they were in fitness. We were just having this conversation off before we got on you know, we've seen a lot of people start in fitness and then evolve into like, you know, some people we know are now just talking about like polyamory and shit like that. And they started out as a health coach and it's fine. It's great. It's, it's part of your evolution as a person. I think if you have a personal brand, you sort of evolve into what your passions are. And if that's, you know, like you and I started talking about divorce and infidelity mm-hmm. because that was our experience. Um, so I've seen a lot of people in entrepreneurship who I was close to at one point because we were both in fitness or we were both doing business. And they took a right turn or they took a left turn and they went into something, whether it was they went back to work, uh, like, you know, regular job. They, you know, went into like one of my closest friends, Nagarfa Nooney is, you know, she's an artist now. She doesn't do anything with fitness anymore. You know, and we've been able to like, you know, maintain our communication and still have like a lot of friendly feelings, but we're not spending every day together like we used to five years ago. Yeah. You know, so um, I just think also your interests change. Yeah. And you tend to, I think, I feel like guys do a little bit better. Like Keith was telling me, which is he went to a bachelor party a couple of weeks ago and it was all his high school friends and he, you know, and they've, they're all doing all different things. He goes, it's like nothing changed. Yeah, It's like 20 guys at a golf <laughs> outing. And he goes, and we're all just like busting each other's balls. And like, it's exactly like high school. And these are all men in their late thirties. Yeah. And they're all, he's like, it's the exact same interactions. Everyone's like, fucking with people. Like, this person we used to fuck with in high school. Like, we're fucking with them now. And like, I was like, yeah, women, we don't tend to do that. I don't think so. Because Jeff, same way, he's visiting some people right now. And he's like, oh, this person's from undergrad
0: or from my middle school or something. And I'm like, I don't think I really talk to anyone like that. Or not a group, for sure. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's so
1: interesting. But All right. Next question. You ready? Yep. What flaws would you be okay with in a romantic partner? Oh God,
0: all the ones I guess I am okay with. I mean, uh, it's a better question would be, what flaws are you not okay with? Because I feel like there's so many flaws anyone can have. And also you have to look at yourself and go, I got to be okay with something because I'm not perfect. (laughs) So I'm trying to think of what flaws I would be not okay with. There might be like some hygiene issues that I would not be okay with. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't shower that often, but I don't feel like I stink. Maybe that's what everybody who doesn't shower says, though. Maybe
1: you can't smell your own <laughs> you armpits. What do you think? Um, I think messy because I am. Yeah. So I think that's probably the one that uh, I would be the most okay with. Yeah. Um, You know, we, you and I had this conversation before we hopped on because you and I, you know, I think that we are driven. I think we're ambitious. I think we hold ourselves to like a pretty high standard. We're very like, you know, if I'm going to do something, I do it like at some point, you know? So I don't know. I have high standards. Uh-huh. Not that the person needs to be like, not traditional high standards, but they have to like be good looking and successful and have money and like all these kinds of things we think about. They need to be motivated. Mm -hmm. And I would never ask someone to be more motivated than I am or more ambitious than me, but they got to be on the same fucking level, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's not to say that they can't have days or periods of their life where maybe things aren't going well or whatever and they're down now, especially the pandemic. Like everyone's had like ups and downs these last couple of years. But I think one of the, I think I would have a hard time with someone who is really not driven. yeah. That would probably be one of my biggest flaws if the person is not driven, is just sort of okay with the status quo. It doesn't mean that you have to be like beat yourself up and you have to like be stressed out and you have to be like grinding to the point where you're making yourself miserable. But like, uh, you know, Keith and I had this conversation. I'm like, I'm on a fucking rocket ship. Yeah, you know, like, are you coming? Yeah, like We're complacency going. is not is something you couldn't do. You yeah, gotta be with somebody.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think of flaws I would be more okay with. Like messy. Yeah, it's fine. I can't, I get back to your point of not asking somebody to be something you're not. So any flaws that I have, I have to be okay with someone else having that because that's (laughs) kind of not fair. You definitely (laughs) do. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm messy, and that's actually something funny, interesting is like Jeff and I have some very similar things that my ex and I didn't as far as like messiness and paying attention to things and kind of, you know, where things are left. And it's very strange to be, to be with someone who's similar to me with, the same flaws which is kind of annoying because I'm like looking in the mirror but I'm also going I can't get so mad because this is also my problem
1: (laughs) that's probably why it's a problem because you (laughs) notice it in yourself you're like like
0: damn it right I can't be the only one yeah it's a good question I feel like I could tolerate a lot of flaws but there's definitely there's more uh, to say which ones I I'm okay with is a harder question than like which ones are you not okay with there's definitely lines in the sands over certain things like I couldn't be with a smoker You know, um, I couldn't be with somebody who, uh, is just very complacent and, and maybe who's like, uh, reactive or aggressive or angry all the time. Like somebody who just will throw a fight at a bar or something, or, um, there's just some things that I just, that just wouldn't vibe with. Yep. You know?
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's easier to, to be like, what are my non-negotiables? What are the things that I need to have in a partner? Yeah. And honestly, there's only a handful of them. I mm-hmm. can pretty much be fine with most other stuff. Yeah, it's like that's the person's personality, right? I'm not gonna yeah. change that. It just is how they are, and you have to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a good one. Th- yep. Next one. All right. Next one is: What is the easiest way to break your trust? Ooh.
0: Maybe you answer this one. Uh, let me see. The easiest way to the easiest way to break my trust. Actually, I know this is. I congr- congruency in actions and words so when somebody says they're gonna do something or especially the words I promise I really really hate this when somebody makes a promise they say they're promising to do something they don't do it even if it's small even if they're like I promise I'm gonna take the trash out you know tonight and they forget I feel like that's a trust breaking thing where now I'm like, anytime you say you promise, I can't believe what you say because you didn't do it. And I, I think that comes from when I was growing up. I remember having this issue with my mom and dad, because my mom would like, I promise we'll take you to the park this weekend if you're good. And then we, like, mm. we didn't go. And I'm like, you promised me, mom, you said you promised. But I really, I have an issue with the word promises and Mm. having promises being broken. Mm. And so it could be really small. It could be literally that like the trash or something, but that makes me have some distrust. And it's not like I don't trust you or, you know, you're sleeping with somebody or I don't trust you with my money or my dog or something, but there's just, there's a trust that's broken and like, I can't trust you with small things. And so it's noted.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, I think the the obvious one is lying, right? Mm -hmm. Like getting caught in a lie. You're Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I can't trust you. Yeah, Like, you know, if you're... So for me, it's actually um, having someone, being around someone who is either gossiping or sharing with me something confidential about somebody else. Mm -hmm. Because when I see that, I go you're definitely sharing my stuff mm-hmm. with other people. Even if I say, hey, you know, I'm not really comfortable sharing this with anyone else. You know, please don't sh- repeat that. Whatever. If I'm sharing something with you in confidence, I don't trust that you won't share with other people if I see evidence that you're breaking the trust of other people with me. Right. So if you're gossiping, if you are... Um, you know, sharing something with me that you shouldn't be. Like when people say stuff like, you know, I promise I won't say anything, but I'll tell you. And yeah. I'm like, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm like, why am I any special? Yeah. You know? So I think for me, obviously, like lying is being caught in a lie for sure is the easiest way to break trust. But I think it's that, it's being a third party being a third party observer to Mm -hmm. you breaking someone else's trust interesting and confidentiality and like gossip I'm like there's no reason why you wouldn't do that to me as well
0: you know it's interesting you say that um one of the things I always think of is like if I'm ever sharing something I don't want to get out like so if I'm like hey Jill I'm going to tell you this please don't tell anyone I will always assume that person's going to tell at least one other person (laughs) (laughs) like their partner or something so you you know like I would assume if I tell you something you're probably going to tell Keith or you're like just to unload it on somebody. So if ever there's something I really really don't want someone to know, I'm not going to say anything at all. But if I like I will trust someone enough to to hold it with confidence that they're only going to tell one person that they trust. <laughs> Is that like That's a hilarious. Weird... <laughs> no. But I mean... I'm kind of like, all right, if I tell Jill something, she'll probably tell Keith, so he probably knows. But that's fine cuz I don't think it's going to go past him. So I have to think about who it's going to go past. I'm like there's going to be one person And then after that, it'll probably be cut off. But if I don't want Keith to say something to somebody, then I'm not going to tell you. That's interesting. (laughs) But I just always assume people will tell their partner someone close to them.
1: I mean, I guess that's probably true. And I think I probably would unless you said, hey, you know, I'd appreciate if you didn't repeat this. Yeah. If you say that, I'm like, for sure. But if you don't explicitly say that, I'm probably going to be like, yeah. And not like in a gossipy way, but I'll be like oh this Danny has this going on or whatever isn't that interesting or what do you think about that or whatever just to like you know and it's not even in gossipy way it's just like more of a verification of Mm -hmm. like oh that's interesting or it's conversation yeah yeah (laughs) so funny um all right last one what's something about your life now that you would miss when you're 80
0: what did you say
1: (laughs) I said uh my wet vagina (laughs) that was mine (laughs) Uh, I would miss my wet vagina too. I know. I mean, I guess it's fine. Like, there's lube I would and stuff, also but miss I would my. I mean, do you have a? Do you I have would miss my skit. Do I don't know. Cause I might miss that too. Yeah. Your I skin mean, integrity? I feel like you
0: would, but I like I. So like now I could like be in my body, feel good, even like watch myself. But I don't know if I'm gonna want to look at myself while i when I'm eating. Maybe huh. I don't know. Let's turn the lights off. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely miss a wet vagina. I think I would miss just the, um, the integrity of my skin yeah,
1: and my color of hair. <laughs> you know,
0: I'm assuming I'll have white hair by then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, the skin thing, because I feel like it changes so slowly. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like I definitely can notice like I'm, I, my, it's so different from five years ago, but it's changes so slowly that I'm like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Or like, where did I, these wrinkles come from? Or where's this like sagging skin coming from? Yeah. I think definitely, probably something around my sex drive and, you know, my wet vagina. Yeah. And I, also my partner's hard dick. Yeah. I mean, I guess Viagra. I mean, or do you just dry hump when you're 80? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have sex. I we mean, should have an 80-year-old on the podcast and ask be him these questions. I would
0: love that. Like, all right, tell us. How is it really?
1: All right, y'all. So that's your homework. We have we need a really cool-ass 80-year-old. Yes. Woman. Like, really fucking chill, bro. Like, yeah. a, like a cool person. Yep. Preferably, I guess, a woman probably would yes. Maybe one of each. Maybe one of each. But they got to be cool.
0: Yeah. That's like one
1: of our, you guys know. It's they got to be
0: cool. They got to be local. Any, any 80-year-olds in LA listening to the podcast.
1: And or if you know friends. anyone
0: who's 80, who's cool, and wants to be on the podcast so we can ask them about their sex life, send them to us. If you're 80 right now, what year were you born in? 1920? No. 40. That would be... Okay,
1: 40 ish. Okay, that's not too bad. They're still alive. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like that's the thing is like my dad's in his 80s, but I don't want to ask him these questions. (laughs) Yeah, J. Cole, if you're on here, just stop listening. Your dad's that old? I thought Wait, it was like 70 something. Pretty, no, he's 71. Oh. That's what I'm saying. He's in oh. his 70s. Okay. They said he's in but his But I 80s. don't want to ask them that question. And I'm genuinely curious. I mean, because we always hear these stories about, especially like assisted living homes and yeah. stuff, about how, like, I guess that's like the biggest yeah. rate of uh, sexually yeah, sexually transmitted diseases. I think you getting gunnery all day at the. Well, I mean, also, you're home. like, yeah, you don't give a fuck. You're yeah. like, not wearing a condom. I'm 80. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not being safe. I assume you don't
0: have to worry about birth control, right? You
1: don't have a kid, yeah.
0: As long as you're not itching, just keep going.
1: <laughs> That's the motto. As long as you're not itching, just keep going. It's uh, a good question, though. Oh I would be yeah. interested, and it's a it's a follow up to our episode a couple episodes ago about aging. It was funny. So after that episode, I actually have um, uh, a woman in my family, one Keith's family, who is um, the mother of. I guess, technically, kind of my sister in law. I don't know how to describe her. Anyway, Kathy, shout out. And I was asking her, I was like, well, you know, how do you feel about the term anti aging? Mm-hmm. You know, does that make you feel triggered, whatever? I think she's in her 60s. And she was like, you know, we are talking about that. And she goes, you know, what's really interesting. And this is, and she's a beautiful woman. And she said, you know, as you get older, she goes, when I was younger, I got a lot of like cat calls and, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. And she goes, you know, it's, it is disorienting as you get older to start to feel invisible, mm. you know, where people just sort of like look past you. And she goes, you know, I don't I'm not the most beautiful she goes but I got a good amount of looks when I was younger and she goes yeah that you know that invisibility so maybe we you know I definitely feel that a little bit that's actually a big one I definitely
0: feel more now than I did and it is something that I didn't realize I would notice that I used to get like more looks and even you know it's sometimes you just you dress however you dress and you didn't put on makeup you go to the store and you're just and you like maybe see a cute girl and you see other people checking her out and you're like oh I used to get like that. Used to be me, and it's not. And like you know, I didn't make any effort, and it's fine. But I didn't think that would bother me, and I think it would. Like it already does a little bit. I do notice that already that at the, I get less attention. And it's funny because when you're younger, you're like, I don't want all this attention, and then you're like, Wait, where's the attention? <laughs> look, yeah, look at me. So
1: that's an interesting what one, and the, I think the that Amy Schumer yeah, stand is she? up. She's like, Look at this. Yeah, she, <laughs> she goes, like, You know, when I was younger, you walk by like you know construction, construction site and side get <laughs> cat calls. She goes, Now there's no call. I'm like now I'm walking by like look at this <laughs> like just trying to get the cat calls <laughs> I think that's a good one actually that's something I probably would you yeah. know you
0: just notice even though you're like I don't want it but you're like but I, yeah I mean it. though well still,
1: it lets me know I got it well I got I do still get um looks but from not the people that I want yeah you know <laughs> there's this dude that lives down the street and He's got to be, I think he's probably close to 60, and it's fine, like age, whatever, it's not a big deal, but he's unattractive, and he just is, I don't know, even his personality is not, and I literally had to text Danny, and I was like, this fucking guy, I think he has a chance with me? I mean, say what you want. You guys know you're fucking sitting there thinking of it. So I was like, I'm not mad at him, I'm just mad that he thinks. <laughs> Yeah, there's potential. There's so potential. then I was with Keith and I was like, look, we need to walk down this street because this guy's always out. And he needs to see it. I'm with like a young hot guy. So come on, let's yeah, go down the street. Definitely. <laughs> definitely.
0: You're like, he needs to see I still got it and he ain't it. Yeah. I'm
1: not getting looked at like know hot 25 year old you No, know, The thing
0: about that guy like that, probably 60 year old dude, he probably still is like, nah, I got this. So there's something that is in men that just makes them cocky for no
1: reason. Yeah, it makes them it so
0: is. overly confident. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Are you this confident?
1: Because it probably works sometimes. I need the confidence of a white man. Right. Well, I mean, I think a lot of, we're in LA, like a lot of these guys have a lot of money and I think they have success. And and I think they probably have experiences where they do get, quote unquote, women, quote unquote, out of their league because they're Mm. successful. And um, yeah, so that was funny. (laughs) So, but yeah, I'm not getting looks from like hot 25 year olds. Really? It is what it is. You know?
0: I don't want those ones. I just want hot 26-year-olds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's it for today's q and I like it. I like these questions. Should we do this again? Yeah, we definitely should. Okay. That's awesome. super fun. Yeah, that's Did you fun. guys like it? Let
0: us know, actually. We should ask you. Should we do this again? Yep. Take out your pe- piece of paper and pen. Or if you don't like these, and give us your questions so we can answer yours. That would be great. Yeah. Love it. All right. See you in the next episode. Right, bye, guys. Bye.